Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup, research published between the 19th and 25th of September 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the Emmy Association. There have been six new ME-CFS studies and 23 new long COVID studies this week. Not much caught our eyes this week with very limited biomedical studies. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in more detail below. Paper 5 is a preprint, meaning it has not been peer-reviewed and the science verified, which looks into long gene sequencing to help explain severe fatigue disorders, including ME-CFS. DNA sequencing is the process of reading some or all of the DNA from an organism. Studies often use short gene sequencing techniques due to how long the human genome is, meaning it cannot be sequenced in a continuous string so is broken down into fragments. Long gene sequencing allows much larger sections of the genome to be sequenced. DNA can be sequenced in real time. This is sometimes referred to as third generation sequences. This has the benefit of the genome reconstruction and analysis, which is thought to be beneficial in the diagnosis of disease. You can find more information on these two techniques in the link within the text. This is a proof of concept study, as the investigators of this technique only based it on one patient with severe mental and physical fatigue after a viral infection at the age of 16 and now they're 42 years old. Interestingly, the diagnosis of ME-CFS was removed as it was proving a barrier to accessing treatments for other conditions. There was also a family history of fatigue in which this study makes several points that ME-CFS is inherited. However, we are not aware of the strong evidence which shows this. The sample size is definitely disappointing as this technique has the potential to provide so much more insight. In this patient, the upregulation of the gene region AKR1C2 combined with the partial loss of AKR1C1 may explain this severe fatigue experience. This provides evidence for hormone dysfunction. This could therefore be a biomarker to potentially target. As it stands, the study provides a complex look into gene sequencing and some interesting takeaway points. Simply, this research shows the power of long gene sequencing techniques in characterising gene regions which are difficult to access through short reads slash typical techniques used. The technique has the potential to provide a molecular diagnosis for genetic conditions, revealing the underlying causes of conditions with unknown etiology. The technique is currently costly, but there is hope that as technologies improve, costs will fall. Also, as well as the available algorithms will improve, making long read sequencing more widely available. This study also shows that more larger genetic studies are needed, such as DECODEMI, which is the world's largest ME-CFS study, although this will use different technologies. You may also be interested in reading this week Paper 1, which is a published report from the Shantanti Fatigue Centre Conference, which took place in May 2023. Unfortunately, the full report is behind a paywall. However, we also reported on a selection of the presentations which can be found on our website. Paper 3 is a disappointing paper on the guidance for health professionals in Norway. Sadly, the MEA is cited as a source of misinformation in this study. You can read the MEA's response to this on our website. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.